Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit AuditBoard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. Today, we have Shannon Davis on the show. Shannon is the Internal Audit and Compliance Manager at Diamondback Energy. And if you're looking to join a new audit department or a different audit department, or if you're looking to get into the profession, then the second half of this episode is for you 100%. Um, Shannon prides herself on being a good mentor. That's actually one of the first things that I ask her about is what makes you a good mentor. And then just throughout the show, as she was answering questions, it just lent itself to her being a good mentor. So definitely check out that second half of the episode. Like I said, if you're looking to move um, or if you're looking to get into the profession, Shannon kind of gives a playbook on how to interview for the audit profession and, and even give some really good specific questions to ask to make sure that you're a good fit uh, for that department. Then we also talk about what Shannon is metriced on from her audit committee, um, how she's working to be more efficient or her team to be more efficient. I also asked one of my favorite questions, if you could grab every auditor by the shoulders and shake them and say, just do this one thing, what would it be? And then again, advice for someone entering the profession. This one is, like I said, the playbook for those looking to get into the profession. So thank you, Shannon, very much for continuing to be a great mentor. Here we go. So you, you talked about being a good mentor and people have told you that in the past. What do you think it is that makes you a good mentor? I care. I mean, I, I do. I just genuinely care. And I don't mean to sound cheesy. It's not like, you know, I walk around, are you okay, darling? Or anything like that. But just, you know, I, I want people to understand. I don't, I don't, and I want people to succeed in a way that they're proud of, in a way that, um, is so they have a solid foundation they're comfortable with the pace they're comfortable with and I want people to understand that the fast track isn't for everyone the slow track isn't for everyone the medium track is is for someone some people and that's fine you don't always have to pick bigger to be better or you know specialize in one thing there are fabulous generalists I know and you know as we expand as a, as a profession, um, and you know, when I say profession, I'm speaking and, and here again, I'm speaking generally, but risk, you know, risk management, internal audit and business process improvement. I grew up on all of those. Those are what I consider my specialties. Those are the areas I mentor in. Those are the areas I migrate to in a company. 
those are the types of personalities I migrate to. Um, I think that's why caring is, is something that um, I feel like is why, what makes me a good mentor is because in our profession, we're everywhere. We see everything that everyone does. And it's so easy to go in, okay, let's get this hour over with. We've got this meeting with this person. Let's just write down what they what they do. Let's walk around, follow them around, you know, look at their spreadsheets, look at you know, look at how the systems interact, look at their interfaces, you know, look what they're doing and come back, whiteboard it, see what we can do better. But really paying attention to people and listening to people, you pick up on the minutia that sometimes can really impact not only the person, but the company. And when, when I talk about mentoring, some of my best relationships have been outside of my team, have been with, you know, with former clients. Um, you know, people will still call me today and ask me a question from, you know, three clients ago. And, or, you know, ask me a question about how, you know, how I recruit or, you know, things like that, you know, how, how I would handle a certain situation. And um, I look at it this way. When I was being raised, so to speak, in the industry, I remember the managers that I looked up to and thought, I want to be just like that person. I remember them, they're on their pedestals, they're amazing. I learned so many things from them and I still go back to them. But also, and this is I think prevalent in our society as well and what we do, I also remember those, those managers I had, which <laughs> very often the questions I would ask myself after working with them or while working with them is, what would they do? And I would do the opposite. So I'd never want to be that person. I always want to listen and try to pick up people's pain points, try to pick up, I mean, truly, you know, they always say that in, you know, in our trainings that are soft skill trainings, you know, try to figure out what, you know, when you interview someone and ask them what their pain points are, what keeps them up at night, you know, what they really have problems with in their jobs. Truly try to pick up on those things. Because, you know, I had a client once, I walked into her office. It was an older system. This person had to literally go through thousands of lines. I mean, it took her 32 hours a month to go through thousands of lines of data. It was just a matter of, we really had to sit IT down with them. It was a matter of making that connection. And, you know, that's what, um, so coaching, mentoring, listening, I think that all just goes into relationship building. That's one of the things I enjoy the most about this job as I consider conflict resolution an opportunity to build relationships and come up with solutions. It's not always comfortable. Even that change was uncomfortable. And that was a really uncomfortable couple of hours whiteboarding things, but we walked away and, and <laughs> There ended up being a report we could baseline. They could use, you know, over and over and over. And the girl didn't have to, but the person didn't have to, you know, my question to her was, how do you get up and get out of bed and go to work <laughs> on the days, you know, you have to do that eight hours a day. 
get through those lines of information and being a data analyst and, you know, like yourself, I mean, that must seem just unfathomable. And um, so those are the things that a lot of people come back to me and, you know, will ask me about is um, how do you have, you know, how do you, is how to have empathy, how to really look for the pain points, because I always, I guess I have auditor's luck. I mean, whether it's I'm looking for it or not, but I always pick the one bad thing, but I also pick up on the things that are difficult for people. And I really go out of my way to try to make them better. And when I see my team struggling, it's the same thing. I don't want to just hear, I don't want to hear, you know, I don't understand it, or I have this one question. I want to know why, and I want to take the time to sit down and really give them the fundamentals and try to find a solution. That's great. There's uh, a lot of things in there that that I wanted to come off of, but from like a question that I've been asking lately is, as an audit leader, what do you care about? And I think you might have hit on those. Um, and so, like you you care about the people, uh, you care about your people, you care about the organization, the people within the organization, how you can help them. So I think we've kind of, I think you've kind of crushed that, that question. So maybe an, another way of looking at it, um, or a different way of asking it is what, as an audit leader, what do you think the, and maybe not just you, but broadly, what do you think the audit committee cares about? Or, or another way to put that is what are you metriced on? Oh, well, definitely we're metriced on, you know, depending on how our department, how the department is comprised is you know, how we bring value to the company through effectiveness and efficiency, um, how we identify risk in the company, how we help mitigate risk in the company that, you know, we are successful in doing that. And also, you know, if you're in a, in a has socks heavy internal audit department, I'm building both at the moment. And my job is my job is to build the bridge between the external auditors and management and my team and and the business process users to reach the goal the audit committee expects. And that is that we're our, we have controls over internal controls over financial reporting that we have no significant deficiencies, we have no material weaknesses. Um, but also we think that, that a board expects that you achieve that in a way that is not taxing on the company, that is more efficient to the company. And, you know, I mean, let's be frank. I mean, what, what do they say about happy workers? Happy workers are more productive. I mean, typically, you know, they are. And just finding the problem areas, finding the pain points, I think also help drive, you know, obviously there's an extent, there's always, there's always, you know, weighing things. There's the cost effect measurement that you have to do, but ultimately, um, you know, meeting the goal in the most effective, efficient way. And, you know, everybody says that, but, and, you know, it's, it's, it's in mission statements and, and that's what you need to do, bring value to the company and all of that. But, you know, truly, I mean, the bottom line, our function, is we're the third, we're the, we're the last line. They can't pass, that risk cannot pass the goal line. Sorry, it's not getting past us. Make it through other people, but we're gonna identify where the hole is and make sure that there's a play to block it. So, ugh, I'm a coach's daughter. 
Um, <laughs> so, and I love football. So, I mean, all of those things combined, be cognizant, be effective, be efficient, um, be respectful. Um, I think, you know, the, the audit committee's oversight, well, the board's oversight is for the company's well-being. And that includes reputational risk. That includes, includes human capital. Um, and there, there, thankfully, there have been a, there have a lot, been a lot more initiatives focusing on human capital as we have evolved over my career. Um, you know, working smarter, not harder. Um, you know, and really work-life balance. It works in place. You know people finding the mold and companies finding the mold that works for them. Because I, I think companies realize, and I definitely realize in my team, how valuable, you know, human the human intellect and human capital that we have in our company and on my team. Hey everyone, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We want to say thank you again to our sponsors over at Audit Board, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. Audit Board's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with Audit Board's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see Audit Board's award-winning platform in action today. You're talking about gaining efficiencies and being the bridge between external audit. Um, how are you guys doing that? Are you using, um, is there any tech that you're using? Is there like software you're using? Are you using automation? What are you guys doing to, to do that? Well, I've been in, I've been doing the same thing I'm doing now um, in one way, shape or form since productivity. Um, you know, I started at Productivity when it was a brand new company. My last company, that's what we did. We brought in the whole, the parent company was an investment company. We had 20 companies, 10 to 15 of which were publicly traded at any point in time, had to have internal audit or SOX compliance at some level. And even the private company at the foundation side, um, we did provide internal audit business risk, business process um improvement and risk analysis due diligence work for um so i've been building the departments a long time and the key is always it i mean it all comes down to communication it just seems like it's so simple right um and it's but it's not you know day to day it's not things can be very intimidating you're in for anyone, I don't care how, how brave you seem like you are. There are meetings that you are afraid to go into. There are situations that are daunting for you. There are chasms that are so far apart, you don't think you can bridge. But I think it's just chipping at it, you know, piece by piece. Um, I hate, I don't like the terminology, you know, you know, how to eat an elephant and people say that it really grosses me out it just <laughs> came out of my mouth but um you know you just chip at it piece by piece you put a plan in place and say okay I started here and 
the auditors were on one side, the consulting function was on the sidelines and management was on the other side. Let's just say this is a very extreme example. Um, so there was, a, there was us versus them, us versus them, us versus them. And it's just realizing ultimately our goal is to get healthy financial statements out to the public. Our goal is to have financial statements which reflect a successful company accurately, completely, and and in a healthy format. Point blank. We're all part of the same team. We all have different roles. We have to be objective and you know independent, objective, and we have to make different decisions. But at the end of the day, we need to file those financial statements. I mean, from a SOX perspective, we need to file those financial statements and the investors need to have faith in those financial statements. Yeah. So we all have to do our job. But, you know, and, and this the same process works in business process improvement, right? So you want to improve your clothes. There are things that have to happen for that clothes, you know, to occur. And there's conflicting interest. You know, there's, um, there's operations that needs time to do certain things. They get the problems that they run into. Um, but they have to report to finance in finance or to GL accounting and they have to wait for operations. Finance has to wait for GL. And, you know, it's just a matter of breaking down, you know, where are those roadblocks and where's the miscommunication and ultimately, okay, how do we approach this problem and come to a mutual goal? And what is that mutual goal? Why do we need to file faster? Why do we need to close faster? Why do we need to do this better? Is it just because we want, want to have a metric on a piece of paper? Or is it because we have other things that we want to spend our time and our intelligence and our, our people doing? So do we bring in automation? You know, I mean, how do we attack that? Um, same thing with internal audit. Where's the problem? Where's the friction? How do you break it down? Where's the common interest and the common goal? Yeah, I like that you said, uh, like, bring our intelligence. So usually it's just about, you know, it's just this thing's going to save you time. And then, oh, it's going to save us time so we can work on operational audits or something like that. But it's going to save us time so we can use our intelligence in other areas was maybe the best way I've ever heard anybody put that. If you could grab every internal auditor in the world by the shoulders and shake them and say, just do this one thing, like just do this, quit worrying about everything else. Just do this. What would that be? Forget about what was done before. You need to look at everything with a fresh eye. And then when you see something, when a light bulb goes off or when something that's been done for 20 years, something triggers in your head that can make them better. Or why are we doing it that way? Or I'm not sure what that achieves. Just speak out. Figure out a respectful way to do it. Do your research. Always be educated. And you go to speak to your shareholders. Make sure you're talking to your, the shareholders at the right level. But speak up. And what I mean by that is ask the questions to find out the why. And um, from there, I think that kind of goes back to just listen to where the pain points are. Listen to where... Try to try to listen to where, listen and look and learn where the the log jams are, 
that's what you need to focus on. Sometimes it's not a fancy tool. You know, sometimes it's a conversa conversation. Sometimes it is a great technology you can bring in. They're just, every situation has a different solution. So when you observe something, don't discount yourself, just speak up, do your research, be diligent, be respectful, go through the chain of command, all of those things. But, you know, don't just continue to do what everybody's done before. I do want to ask you this because we're running out of time. Sure. And you talked about being a mentor and that's what you enjoy and you're good at it. And someone reached out to me the other day um, on LinkedIn, they're a student and they're about to graduate and coming up and they said, Hey, like really enjoy the podcast, all that kind of good stuff. Love when you ask like what uh, annoys people the most or what the biggest problem in the profession is, because that's where, you know, like coming in, that's what this guy was saying. Yeah. I want to be aware of. Um, so this is maybe specifically a question just to help him out and, right. and like leaning on your mentor capabilities, uh, what advice would you give someone entering the audit profession? This is an exciting time to be in the audit profession, to be in risk management, to be in business process improvement. Um, the opportunities that we have as an audit department are recognized more vastly now than they ever have been. Um, we are truly, and I said that advisor, the, uh, a minute ago I said, I had a team member moving into, you know, the cyber risk IT advisory role in our team and that advisory role of audit that is overlooked. There's, um, there's been, you know, growing up in audit, I mean, I'm not gonna age myself too much, um, but I was alive to watch Barry Sanders play his junior Heisman year at Oklahoma State. So that ages me a little, but, um, you know, just the evolution of internal audit over the years is taken a long time to get where we're at. So recognize that there are opportunities for you to make your own lane. And like I said, fast lanes for some people, slow lanes for some people, medium lanes for some people. Hey, I mean, at some point, like seven years into my public accounting, six and a half years into my public accounting career, I realized, you know, um, I don't really like financial auditing. I like the control side. I like the process side. I like getting into things and asking questions. So um, don't, be, don't be afraid to explore, but also make sure you have patience. If someone's listening and they're a student or they're interested in audit, but they're not sure, and so now you've just sold them and they go into an audit department that's not as forward thinking as you are. Maybe it's the, we'll just call them old school, check the box auditors. And they're like, this sucks. Shannon was so full of crap. She was just saying that because she felt like she had to. So to like avoid that situation, what, what, like maybe even as granular as like in the, the interview process, what do you think? maybe some questions that could be asked to, yeah. to understand what kind of audit department they, they might be getting right. into. 
I, re I respect when, um, well, first of all, having spoken to me, you know, I don't like structure. My interviews are not structured. I will talk about my department, my vision, my team, where we want to go. Um, but if you're not getting that from the person you're speaking with, from, you know, with whom you're speaking, ask those questions. What is your plan for this department? What is your vision for this department? Where do you feel internal audit fits in this department? Who do you feel, who do you feel would come to you if they had an issue? Like what other line managers, like what areas of the company do you feel would come to you if they had a question or an issue? I think that's a pretty telling question. I, I could, I could honestly say any part, I mean, not necessarily currently in my, in my, all of the companies that I'm working with now, because I've met everybody, I haven't been there that long, but in my previous companies, it could come from anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. I get out there and I know people and I, I want to know people and I build the relationships, but you know, if that wasn't my vision for the company or for my department, if it wasn't for us to be a holistic internal audit department that, you know, that is the watchdog, so to speak, you know, old school audit or socks box or, you know, whatever you want to call it, but, you know, really the advisory arm, um, you know, I think you know, if I didn't want that to be, I could just sit back and check the box and continue doing things the way they've always been done. Sally, right? Same thing as last year. Um, did anything big happen? Did we buy anything? Did we sell anything? Did, you know, the market crash? Well, this probably all happened in 2020 for the whole world. But, um, you know, I mean, seriously, did anything major happen? Okay, no. So why do we need to change anything? You know, so I guess another targeted question would be, how, how do you, what do you focus on in your risk assessments? How often do you do your risk assessments? With whom do you speak during your risk assessments? Is it just, you know, is it the C-suite or the business line managers? Is it all of the above? Do you scope from the top? Do you scope from bottom? Do you just scope, you know? I don't know if that's helpful or not, but I think there's so much opportunity out there, but especially going into audit, you need to learn how to interview. That needs to be a skill that you demonstrate. So you are interviewing the company you are prospectively working for and the manager with whom you'll be working and the team so you ask their opinion, you just say something, you just speak up. The, um, if, if an auditor, if I was a uh, chief audit executive and I was hiring somebody at school out of uh, college and they said, can you help me understand your uh, risk assessment process and how that works? I would go, you're hired just because you know what that means. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. wanna, like, how do you even know what that means at that point? I guess I back up and say, um, 
first figure out what you can't really know what an audit assessment or risk assessment is <laughs> in an audit. But you know, so many people because it's so competitive, so many people coming out of college now who just went through a huge interview process and I and some amazing candidates. I mean, I seriously was one of the one of the, if not the hardest hiring decision making process I had to go through. I've had to go through in my career. So everybody had like 37 letters behind their names and there's just so many avenues and ever and um you know you just have to know what you, what you need you have to know what you need on your team and you don't need all of one thing um but there are so many people coming out of school that are aware of those things mm -hmm. don't be afraid to ask that in an interview yeah. just because that's your future boss i mean that's the person i want I want to hire the person who I'm going to be able to help build to be better than me. Who's going to move on and be a CAE somewhere else. You're giving people like the, just like the cheat sheet on how to get it. Like <laughs> if somebody listened to this, that was just like a slacker. They'd be like, okay, let me go look up a risk assessment and ask about that. <laughs> and then go look up this and then ask about that. And then just fool everybody. Those are keywords you really need to know if you want to go into the profession. Well, we covered a lot of good topics. I really appreciate, especially the specifics around um, folks coming into the profession that are new. There's a lot of really great advice in there. The fact that you are a mentor, I think you, you absolutely lent yourself to that and, and through the, the message that you sent. So Shannon, thank you very much for coming on. It was fantastic. I had a great time. Thanks again. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review, and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.